I am the freak. I am the freak, 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 freak. Welcome to Frame Rate. A deep cut on oh, this one. Oh boy. You know it's a good episode when we start with a movie that is no longer available anywhere unless you eBay like a used copy. You can watch it on YouTube. Yeah. You can watch it on YouTube, yeah. But I mean, like, it has no support anymore. Nope, nope, right. nope, nope. Opening track by Henry Rollins. Rest of the music by the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> In honor of news that was just announced recently, which is that Bill and Ted 3 mm-hmm. is a go. Yeah. We wanted to talk about my favorite movie of all time, which I credit with getting me into comedy really? writing. My favorite comedy movie. Oh, wow. Like, script, for sure. I guess that makes sense. It it's really Joe Gray show. Like yeah. to me, it's like up there with Airplane. Yeah, it's top secret. It in terms of like joke density, it's like top secret, which yeah. is Zucker Brothers. Yeah, yeah, and it's my favorite of all of those. That kind of movie where you're like, buckle in, because a lot of jokes are coming. This is the one that just gets me. Right. It's so '90s. I'm so '90s. We're talking about the movie Freaked, which is the only place <laughs> outside the Bill and Ted verse. That has Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves together. Uncredited mm. Keanu. Yes. So Alex Winter directed it. So mm. I get it. And co-wrote and the co-wrote. script. So you get the feeling it's an Alex and Winter passion project. Mm. Right. Um, but Keanu is in it. Maybe yes. just because he's like, come on, buddy, help me out. But he didn't even credit it. Like, I would understand, like, oh, so we can have the name to draw people in. But, like, he's yeah. not. That's true. Here's how <laughs> obscure, and you can tell how well this podcast is going to do. Uh, <laughs> do you want to hazard a guess? This is 1993, budget and box office. Anyone want to guess? Ooh. I don't, I'm bad with like inflation. Like I don't, I'm bad with it's, knowing how much this old is money is today money. We're Michael Swain. The other voice oh, yeah. is Abe Epperson. Hi, I'm Katie Willard. Well, this is our guest, Katie <laughs> we Willard. Just, we so went excited. right into it. Yeah. Guess first, please. Oh, uh, budget was just because of the opening scene five million. Okay, closest without going over wins. Let's play those roles. All right, I'll English. say budget was. Wait, what year? Ninety three. Ninety three. Oh, I think she's right. I'll say five million and one dollars, Bob. God damn it! <laughs> Dick move. <laughs> Dick move. It's eleven million. Right. Oh my god! But here's where it gets interesting. Box office. Box office. What? I'm gonna. I'll go first this time, so okay. you have a little uh-huh. more. T- I'm gonna say. A hundred and eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> Seven hundred and fifty thousand. She got it. Thirty thousand dollars. Wait, whoa! Wait, it made back thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand dollars box office. Oh shit! Jesus Christ! It fly- I thought like our movie of- lost money. Oh my god! <laughs> Eleven million. Wow. To thirty thousand. Do you know what I loved about? this movie is in the YouTube comments, mm-hmm. how everybody was like, I'm going to say maybe 70% of the comments were, I thought I made this movie up because it's that thing of like, people watched it, but then it went away and mm-hmm. everybody didn't talk about it. And I would imagine if you're like seven yeah. and you see it and it's just this fever dream. Just on TV or There's something. There's a few cartoon you know? films. Yeah, totally. There's a few cartoon movies I thought I was imagining. And then I would see a clip 20 years later and be like, that was a real movie. Theodore Rex was one of those movies for me. It was Mm. Whoopi Goldberg and a Dinosaur, and it was supposed to be a theatical release, and and then they did it straight to video. And you assumed that you made it up. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, you know that movie? And people are like, what? Because it didn't do well. No, I think almost. I was like, that was World Trade Center. I was like, that didn't happen. (laughs) People got really upset. I don't. (laughs) So if you've seen this movie, it was probably from a blockbuster. 
yeah. or on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. or on YouTube right <laughs> now. Because that's the thing of like, if you do, if there is a video that, you know, a movie that goes to video and that's the only outlet, like you'd wander the hall, like wander the aisles of Blockbuster and be like, that cover looks interesting. And yet at the same time, can I ask, is there a better Keanu Reeves performance like that shows more range? I think this is his best movie. He's gone, he's covered in fur. Like you can't see his face. Keanu Reeves but plays he's or- super charismatic, which right. is not typical for him. That's plays, true. It's or- higher yeah. energy than I've seen. Like more motivated. I got to inject context frequently because, as you said, this is going to be not viewed by most people. Although hopefully they'll check out the YouTube link after this. Yeah. Just YouTube freaked whole movie, and it's there. Uh, he plays Ortiz, the dog-faced boy. <laughs> so he's completely covered in fur and prosthetics. And yeah, like you said, he's very proud. He's the proud, charismatic leader of the rebelling freaks. The self-appointed leader of the freaks, which they point out a couple times. Right. Just before we move on, I want you to give uh, like one or two sentences logline this movie. Yeah, that's just because it's such a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, Okay, Ricky Coogan, famous superstar douchebag from like very successful sitcoms in the past whose career is failing he's a total douchebag he needs more money to keep his life going he enters into this sort of deal with the devil with his giant evil conglomerate the oh everything except shoes e-e-s e-e-s oh the everything except shoes people um, <laughs> it reminds me of hampton deville from the show corporate oh, that, yeah. that corporation just makes everything i fucking <laughs> love bno the squid and the whale has one of my favorite first lines ever. It's on black, and it's the kid saying, it's you and mom versus me and dad. And it cuts to them playing tennis, but the movie becomes about a kid siding with each parent in the right. divorce. And I think this first line is equally indicative of what the movie is going to be like. We repeat, the flying gimp has been destroyed. You may return to your homes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first line of this movie. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So, and then you get to Brooke Shields. Yeah. Right, yeah. Not to, okay, we'll get to the cast. Get finished. But, yeah, yeah. Ricky Coogan's our guy. That's Alex Winter. He agrees to become EES's spokesperson or their man in Santa Flan in the theoretical central like American island nation of Santa Flan, Flan. named for the patron saint of creamy desserts, um, to promote Zygrot 24, which is a fertilizer that's supposed to revolutionize farming there. There's a bunch of protests because it turns out Zygrot 24 is super fucked up and destroys the environment. You watch a man shrink in front of you. Right. Yeah. He wants to basically just hook up with this protester woman they meet at the protest so he and his the shittiest best friend character Uh, in any movie ever Ernie um, he and his best friend and her all drive in a jeep find out who each other are are fighting the plot really has no inciting incident it's funny she literally just sees the sign and goes ooh "Ooh, a freak freak show show. (laughs) they go to the freak show surprise surprise it turns out Elijah C. Skuggs played by Randy Randy Quaid. Quaid His best role in any film as well, I think. Um, What, Independence Day? Yeah, that's (laughs) actually honestly my opinion. Uh, Randy Quaid is this crazy guy who uses Zygrot 24 and a machine he invented to turn people he kidnaps into freaks and is in league with the EES people. Uh, He makes Ricky a freak. He locks him in with all the other freaks. The freaks become a family that bonds together, saves the day, and destroys EES and... What's his name? Right. Elijah C. Scuds. wants to take the machine that he made and make people into mindless workers. That's yeah. why He's they a, are just a mad scientist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Man. That's that. It is hard to describe. It also starts with an amazing claymation credit sequence that it's completely so summarizes long. the movie. <laughs> but I love how the it's claymation of every element of the movie in plot order. Like it shows all the freaks in a row and then the machine and then the two-headed chicken and then the trolls fighting. I never... I was just so... I was telling uh, Mike and Abe earlier is that I watched this movie last night in my bed with my laptop on my chest so it was pretty close to my face and this claymation... It's like... It's it's loud music and this very stroby claymation <laughs> and I'm just like very overwhelmed and it's... A very long credit it's sequence. It's the most 90s movie ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's very MTV. Mm-hmm. That song, by the way, by Blind Idiot God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so get, speaking of the cast, for a movie that made $30,000 in the box office, uh-huh. it's crazy the cast that they somehow assembled for this. They right. kill it. Randy Quaid. Mr. T. Mr. T, Bobcat Goldthwait, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, obviously. Brooke Ray, Shields. Brooke Shields, <laughs> Ray Baker, and then what was the one you just figured John out? Hawks. John Hawks. Yeah, I just didn't want to step on because it's no, your, your I, thunder. I, I, I didn't even realize. Sorry, I, was, I stole I just, your I thunder. Know you're doing no, it's fine. I just I totally assumed it wasn't the John Hawks from like Deadwood and Eastbound and Down. Soul Star. I yeah. thought it was just another guy named John Hawks. Well, then the funniest thing is it that up. he's you can't tell because he's a cow. Yeah, he's literally has a cat. He's 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 cowboy. And he's got a cow on face on his face and udders and like uh, the bottom half of him is a man. And he talks like, like Slim Pickens, yeah. who's an old TV cowboy. There's one freak. Our that, audience probably doesn't know. There's literally a freak who just is in the background of everything, just with flaming fart out of his the butt eternal flame. the entire time. Literally, it's just like. <gasps> like a rocket and he's just like smiling and just like in conversations with just like flames shooting so out of his freak, ass my favorite example is there's like a minute and a half dialogue shot between ricky and another freak and he's in the background out of focus farting flames continuously like looking thoughtful yes! like stroking his Every chin time. Yeah, like he's working <laughs> on a plan or something the what they do because they, they call them i know it's it's not the most pc term but they call themselves they call them freaks, freaks. Yeah. right um, it's insane. Their Rolodexing of like the nut, the type. Like, if there's any reason to watch this movie and you haven't, go around the horn and just name some like what the idea of w- one of the freaks are. Well, and because it's so, they're so funny. To give you an idea of the tone of this movie, the way we're introduced to them is when he first meets all the freaks. Oh God! They're they have set up in their <laughs> dilapidated shack. <laughs> A grid of two by fours to play Hollywood, Hollywood squares themselves. Yeah. So Ortiz slash Keanu Reeves literally gets to introduce you to the team, basically, yeah. and it's like, let's meet everyone. There's yeah. Nosy the Nose. Man. He's just and a then big everybody nose. fucking hates Nosy, which yeah. is the best. Nosy is the Toby of the Office. Yes. Yeah. People everyone hate him hates him. No it's like, oh. Rosie the Pinhead, which is the only one that's like standard. <laughs> I, but I also she's, was like, what is her gait? Like, I couldn't. She just yeah, is like. Deal? She screams. I think screams, she's supposed to mean sings, that she's simple. She hammers nails through her hand. Her at hand. One point. Yeah, it's just like it was the only one where I was like, oh, this doesn't seem fun like all the other ones <laughs> seem right. fun. This was the she's one where I was like, uh, oh, the, the worm. The, the worm. Protester, feminist, activist lady, and the ultra sexist, horrible best friend guy <laughs> become Siamese twins because that's perfect. And they With punch each other in the, the face way, a lot. 
really an admiration of like the physical design of the costume and how they made it work. Yeah. Because sometimes it's easy to get it away if it's a shot of just, you know, it's kind of lost raptor and uh, Jurassic Park rules. If it's a close-up, it's a ro- robot. So right. they just seam them together if that. Right. But there are many times in this movie where you see like a wide shot, somehow they did it. Yeah, they're walking on two legs and it, and it, I did notice that. I was like, oh, how they, did they do like a green like a green screened middle leg or like a or whatever. Maybe three? I don't know. I think it's possible it's one actor with like a body that's a dummy. And the other actors just standing behind with their head it just looked, over? Or, yeah, or something like I that. I thought sometimes you could kind of tell that their arms are over each other's shoulders inside yes, the costume. for the, for well, the two shots. But yeah. I, yeah, for But I mean, wise. in a way, that made me respect them more. Because again, like you said, Katie, their game is they're the two stooges. Yeah. Because that's why they became Siamese twins. They're diametrically opposed people. And right. they just constantly physically torture each other. Yeah. And like there's a wide shot where they're tap dancing and telling horrible <laughs> jokes and beating each other up. And in a wide shot... She like conks him in the head and he gets dizzy and they both fall over and one leg is clearly feminine and one leg is clearly masculine. And uh, it is. It's really impressive. Yeah, like, like, also, think- she fucks dog boy. Like oh, yeah. that part was like very uncomfortable to me because she's like playing with a bone with yeah, him and she's like, yeah. do you mind? And I'm like, is he getting a boner? Like, what is the genital situation? Like in my head, I was like, what is the, the makeup? Because they're seen right, together. I'm right. like, they only have one bottom. Well, he says at one point, you don't want to go off half cocked, Coop. Trust me, it's not all it's cracked up to be. So I think it implies... Their genitals are split. It's half of a penis <laughs> welded to half, half of a vagina. vagina. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. It's what and, I imagine. And for RTs, you know, love wants what it wants. Yeah. yeah. The heart wants what it wants. Uh-uh, mm. uh-uh, uh-uh. That's the song. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Deep Roy. Deep Roy, who I noticed uh, that. is very briefly used as one of the shrinking guys. But uh, he, of course, has since become popular in yeah. Willy Wonka and other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bearded lady is played by Mr. Mr. T. Sockhead is just. Oh, right. oh, we're saying who they are. Okay, Bobcat Goldthwait is Sockhead. Yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah, and it's just a hand, and hand a that has a sock puppet, and one a, a really good joke in it is that he loses a sock at the end of. The, There's a hand under that sock. Yeah, and he's during bleeding. a show, like they feel the sock gets ripped off, and he goes, "That's just someone with a." Hand for a head, not a sock puppet. And he's like mad at this. This is a lie. <laughs> and I love Randy Quaid quietly goes, uh, ventriloquism is an admirable art in its own right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's the Rastafari, which is just so, so fucked. My f- another line, we will get to a point where it's just line bingo, but I do love when Keanu comes up, he finally decides, or I'm sorry, Alex Winter, Coogan comes up to be a good guy and save his fellow, like, hostage victims. And he goes, you guys, you can't do this. What you don't know is about Elijah's dying Rasta eyeballs with machine guns. (laughs) It's just so weird. That's when their their escape plan is to all dress as milkmen. And they're like 12 and then 13. Well, there's 12 if you count the hammer. Because, see, Elijah t- uses <laughs> oh, his God. chemicals to morph you. And one of the saddest tales of all the freaks is there's a hammer that used to be a wrench. And it shows the flashback <laughs> where he turned it into a hammer and then everyone weeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just want to point out, in the Milkman scene, Ortiz has the hammer with him. And it is also dressed in a oh, tiny Milkman's milk uniform. 
It's such and then, good jokes. Uh, Ricky Coogan coincidentally came up with the same plan because it's a screwball comedy. So he's also a milkman in a milkman costume that fits his hideous hunch for some reason. And uh, Ortiz says one of my favorite lines. He's like, we can't all use the same plan. Elijah will catch on. And he goes, no, he won't. A dozen milkmen is theoretically possible. Thirteen <laughs> is insane. Yeah. And when he's like looking outside, Randy Quaid is looking outside the window. Well, they start the having window. a knife fight. Yeah. yeah. And then Randy Quaid seeing it goes, it's a lot of milkmen on one route. No wonder they fight. Fight. the logic is sound do you know what i found really interesting is like okay so mr worm right is that was that his name yeah we're not even going through all of them there's a guy called the human worm yeah who was like searching for this giant worm in the jungle and then like randy quaid was like oh it's here you should see it and then he turned him into a giant worm um what i thought was really funny is that character design Standing right next to Bobcat Goldthwait, and all I could think of was in Hercules when Bobcat Th- Goldthwait played Pain. Right. right. And then when they Pain become we're not we're Pain and Panic. Panic. Yeah. When he becomes we go we're not we're worms we're worms and he oh, yeah. he transforms into like a pink worm and the two of them right like his voice with that character but, I was like th- I made that connection you, in yeah, my head. Yeah, yeah. I'd sell my soul just to be able to wipe my own nice. ass. <laughs> Oh, boy. I also want to point out that, especially for the budget we're talking about, like, it's such a labor of love because I think Dave Bell, if you're hearing this, you got to watch this because he always talks about oh, yeah, Dave Bell liking practicality sh- over CG. Right. And for a movie in 1993 that feels indie and grungy and screwball comedy, were you not amazed by some of the, like... The like the trolls look amazing, but yeah. at the end they become two giant trolls well, because they get by covered. By they in. we say Coogan, and then his oh, his biggest about. fan, who is a redheaded child with giant ears and teeth, who they somehow have telepathy because he's They're his soulmate. soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point, the kid is in the overhead compartment of the plane, and then the gets troll. then gets sucked out of the plane, that and is then amazing. lands in the middle of a field. Every time this comes up, I'm going to bring it up. Forgive me. Next this, to the hate. This thing. movie invented so many joke structures that have been famously credited to The Simpsons by comedy nerds. That's one of the reasons I love it so much. And you just got to my first one of right. like six. Is Dropping Simpsons out. has done this many times. You cut to Hans Molman by a thing of Hummel figurines. Right. And you assume the bowling ball is going to crash on the Hummel figurines, but it crushes him instead. This joke I like even better. Right. You cut to the hay pile. He lands next to it on the ground. He survived falling from a plane. He gets up and he goes, hey, I'm okay. Then his bag that fell with him hits him in the head. So it's an extra beat. Stewie Gluck. I also love when he's trying to lay low. And uh, it cuts to him standing on the street corner reading his article that got published. And he goes, um, oh, boy, freaky deaky Ricky Coogan is a freak in Central America by Stewie Gluck. That's me. me. And as he screams, that's me, the EES henchmen are already picking him up and carrying him out of the scene. Right. And he's like, I'm not Stewie Gluck. Yeah. I-, I do have to say, I really did appreciate the joke where he kept going to every newspaper to pitch it. And they kept throwing him out of the glass door. And, and then, then the finally, when the World Weekly, Wild World Weekly, or whatever, was like, took his thing, he's like, I'll let myself out. And then he just leaps out of the glass door. Yeah, again, it looked practical. And it looks like it was that kid, and it doesn't look like a dummy. dummy. It, so I'm like, they had a it's day. A stunt. It was with a, his it was a stunt coordinator. 
But it was like a wearing a wig. Like oh, that was think? one thing that I when it landed, I went, that is a small adult human oh, okay. with a red curly wig. Okay. I it was, was a good wig. Because I really him. think that kid who I well, he again, like there's so many people in this that you wouldn't know Alex if they've Zuckerman. been in other stuff. Yeah. Okay, Alex Zuckerman. Amazing. Like, it's an over the top performance that is so pitch perfect. Like, he's putting out Jim Carrey levels of insanity. Right. But Ricky, I'm in love with you. And I just, for someone that young to be matching Jim Carrey or Robin Williams right. level insanity, I think is awesome. What else has he been in? Do you I don't know? know? Yeah, do you have his page up? Oh, I thought no, maybe I you had his IMDb. No, I just copied so the name over. You were saying well, the genitals bothered you. That, I get it. I mean, you. it didn't bother me. I was just like, right. what, is the, what is the reality of this being? The one that really bothers me, and I don't like thinking about it, is that Cowboy's hands were humanoid hands mm-hmm. instead of hooves, which I understand because they want him to interact with stuff in scenes. But w- did you notice when you glimpse his hands, his palms are like these weird, thick, hoovy, greasy palms. His hands are very disturbing looking. Yeah. I did not notice that. In the way that like a human-cow hybrid... God, I think the effects are so good. So who else is there? <clears throat> Nose of the Nose, man, we mentioned. Mr. T is the bearded Frogman. Okay, Frogman is just a man in a scuba suit. Who's a yeah. Frenchman in a, in, a, in a scuba suit. But you don't realize that till 90% of the way through the movie, they ask Frogman something for the first time, and he answers in French, French. and you're like, oh, I didn't know he was French. <laughs> Which, like, okay, I uh, yes, French people eat frog legs. I understand, right. I understand the connection. Oh, I didn't even get that. I thought it was oh. just random. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, that, that's uh, racial. Yeah. yeah, frogs. Oops. <laughs> Bleep that. <laughs> uh, Alex Zuckerman, Ray Baker. Rose we talked about John Hawks. Toad. Mr. Toad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the henchman for uh, Randy Quaid. Yeah. L- uh, ends up... What does he stick his... Because th- he's a toad and he uh, uses Ernie his tongue says to I like... used to blow up toads with firecrackers, pal. So that's his comeuppance. Right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, speaking of Toad, because this is when Toad eats an airplane and burps a propeller, which is a Looney Tunes joke. <laughs> but when they're tunneling, this gets... I laughed out loud again watching it this morning. When they're tunneling, and they suddenly break through a wall, and there's an enchanted city... Oh, yeah! ...that looks like Oz. And the worm goes like, my God, the fabled lost city of Monte, whatever, like some made-up name. And then it changes like a slideshow. It goes yeah, like, like click, one click. of those viewfinders that you put that you would and click. They go, oh, Niagara Falls, and it changes again. And Ernie goes, oh, Aunt Gertie and Uncle Sid, and it changes again. And he goes, Oh, my bar mitzvah! And they start moving on down the tunnel. He's like, No way! You guys gotta see my bar mitzvah slide. Yeah, it's like it was just randomly there was a slideshow under the earth. Fucking love this. Everyone movie. just runs with it. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about my favorite sequence which is um them remembering how they got formed into freaks yeah mm-hmm. uh first off bobcat goldthwaite as the tourist who then turns into sock i was a tourist looking for some fun elijah turned me into a freak sorry i'm not, not much really. for stories <laughs> but it's a great 3d because later coogan ricky coogan after he's earned their trust and respect Calls them all together and goes like, I have a plan that's going to save us. And Sock, Mr. Sock immediately leaps up and goes, it's the apocalypse. We're dead. Every man for himself. Sorry, I'm not much for timing. And then when he dies <laughs> tragically at the end, 
And they pull his sock off and blood comes out of his hand mouth. He goes, I just want to tell you fellas, I'm sorry. I'm not much for dying. (laughs) It's good. It's really good. So good. My favorite one in that is the uh, Mr. T turning into the bearded lady because it has my favorite line from Randy Quaid in it, which is he just shows up. And he's like a re- trucker. Yeah, he's like a trucker, and he says he was very confused. Uh, and then Randy Quaid just like leans over and he's like, "You know, you'd be uh, better without a dick." <laughs> and then Mr. T like fisticuffs, like, like he's gonna fight him. Yeah. Like, and he's like, "Hey, you can keep, you can keep their beard." <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, and they, then hug. they hug. <laughs> they Immediately. And then he's like, "And I really like." Isn't that like the follow up? Like, and I really like being a woman or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, and, and now I know this is me. I am woman, woman, and I like me. Yeah. And I was like, "That's really sweet." Yeah. Like, Mr. T is the bearded lady, and he does no acting. He just plays Mr. Yeah. T in a dress with mm-hmm. a giant with, beard. With yeah. a very nice lip shade on. Yeah. Very nice uh, lip uh, any, any, he does his, like, talent show talent or whatever in the show is, like, doing someone's hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really sweet. And he's like, like just have fun with it. That's yeah. the important part. Uh, I also just realized they do give a reason, technically. You're saying why does his biggest fan have psychic connection with him? And Cowboy does explain it, but he says, it's not that strange. Lots of us freaks got ESP, and Sockhead, he's got ESPN. <laughs> and it pans down, and Sockhead is watching sports and predicting everything in the sport before it happens. He also says <laughs> that Nosy can smell the future. Yeah, yeah. I also love, uh, you're talking about, yeah, during the freak show, they each have a signature thing they do. Yeah. Nosy the Nose Man's. Is he breakdances in a gorilla costume, which A, makes it so you can't see his see giant his nose. nose, and B, his nose obviously physically wouldn't <laughs> fit in the it, costume. Yeah, it's so way too is, big. And he's also like, just in the general tradition of like, nothing goes right for this guy, he's like dancing, and then the music starts to skip, and he's like in a gorilla costume, like really angry about it. <laughs> and everyone like boos him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> boos immediately. Uh. <laughs> It is like there's no themes to get into. It's just a hidden gem. So I'm ready to like just say our favorite parts whenever you guys are. But I don't want to detract I, I from already, actual I discussion. I started that train. Good, 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 good. I think that's where we're at with this. Just like bits that are hilarious. Yeah. I love the Bob Vila joke. The Bob Vila joke. The, the Bob Vila shows up at one point because yeah. they have like there's an outhouse that like when Randy Quaid opens the door, it's like. It's like a TARDIS where it's like giant on the inside and they they make a joke of like, oh, I did it with, you know, I did it in one weekend with Bob Vila and the Bob Vila shows up and then I think he closes it. He Randy Quaid leaves and closes the door and he's like, man, that place really needs a shitter. And he's like, you know, you can do it in one with my book. And he gives the book (laughs) and I was like, this is such a 90s thing of like Bob Vila. Of all people showing up. And then he beats him to death yeah, with a hammer. Does, he yeah. does beat him with the hammer. There's a couple of His really, own hammer. really 90s jokes. One is the uh, twins, the male-female twins, are fighting over deodorant. And she goes... Oh, secret. He goes, it's strong enough for a man. And she goes, but it's, it's made, made for, for a woman. And then she... And she hits, she knocks the deodorant into his mouth. A great effect, too. It really looks yep. like a giant thing went in his mouth. The other one uh, that I was like, that doesn't scan for kids today, I bet, is when Ricky's trying to find a mode of escape, and he sees like a scooter, but it's busted, and then he gets to a bike, and he goes, ah, chain! Yes! And then he gets to a boat, and he goes, no, the club! And there's 
It's just a club. The boat's, this old rusted right. boat has the That's club right. on it. But also, the boat wasn't near water. No, it was on a trailer. He just thought if he could get <laughs> to the club, he'd be free. Uh, Another one of my favorite jokes at the very beginning. I think I know uh, what you're talking Which about. is the, uh, like, another Simpsons joke is that, ah, yes, he says, like, we've arrived in Southern America. Here we are in Central Central America. America. Central America. And then the plane explodes. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, and then it cuts to them, and they're like, sure glad that That wasn't our our plane. plane. That was a very, like, airplane top secret Zucker Brothers joke for me. Really? Because I think, uh, or I had always thought, and I know a lot of comedy writers who feel this way, that the joke in The Simpsons... Where she goes, Homer, you're driving too sleepy. You should pull over. And he goes, don't worry, Marge. I'm not tired. I'm not tired at all. Crashes. They're in the hotel window and they say, glad that wasn't our car. That was like a revelation of joke structure to me. Right. And I was so proud of this movie, which predates that episode, where I was like, they did it too. Right. I don't think there's an actual example in... I I haven't seen... I mean, Top Secret is... You know how this is... Freaked is your movie that like really informed kind of your comedic sensibility Voice, in that yeah. way. Top Secret was that for me, but I haven't, I, I don't haven't watched it in a couple of years, so I, cu- I couldn't tell you if there's sure, like that specific that joke. format, yeah. But that it's to me is format. like yeah. in line with like Zucker Brothers yeah. movies. Uh, we haven't actually mentioned that Brooke Shields forms the framing device, which is that Ricky Coogan is now on a the Time Daily talk, Sky Daily talk show. Time, Time Daily. Time Daily's real person. <laughs> Sky Daily talk show. Talking about his crazy experience. And he's backlit, so you see this like deformed figure. That reveal made me go out loud, like so loud. Yeah, explain it. So essentially, you don't see uh, Alex Winter's character, you know, kind of reiterating what's happening. You just see he's backlit, and so you see like he's all deformed, and then you know that he, when you cut to the actual events of the movie that he has this weird like shoulder and half of his face is like a gargoyle face and then at the very end the light comes on and he's normal but there was a cactus behind him and that was what made him look when he was backlit it's just a great silhouette joke <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yep. brooke shields also in the opening thing i love uh the very first scene she's like so you were flying there oh what was the movie uh, I don't know. I think it was Return, Return of, the of the Black Lagoon. Lagoon. Oh, I heard that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Which she famously flopped in. Yeah. So it's even got meta film jokes. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Solid joke. <laughs> I liked Zoo when they, they see, you see the freak sign that says like, welcome to Freakland. And it zooms copyright. And it looks like an old rotting wooden sign you would see in a swamp. And then it zooms way in and there's an elaborate copyright at the bottom. Yeah. Freaks with the Z spelling is the copyright of Elijah C. Scott's yeah. 1993, yeah. And in the soundtrack at the same time, you hear jungle noises, lion roars, and then Woody Woodpecker and the Three <laughs> Stooges going... <laughs> <laughs> like there's wild stooges out in there. <laughs> and I, the note I wrote when that part came up, because then it cuts to, it goes, dun, 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 and it shows the freak land for the first time. Abe's going to get so mad at me. I genuinely typed, I think this movie's better than Jurassic Park. At that part. <laughs> At showing the whole... When they drive through the jungle and come to the free park. I was like, this is better than totally into Jurassic Park. I'm not mad. It's just to- <laughs> you're just wrong. Cause, yeah. Because uh, one's trying to like... It, one's a children's movie and this is just 
super airtight comedy. So many. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Randy Quaid's probably my favorite as Elijah. Oh, Jesus, he kills that um, performance. When he kidnaps them, it cuts to a, a dutched external shot of the place where you know they're going to get mutated, and you hear evil, booming, maniacal laughter. And then it cuts inside, and he goes, ha, ha, oh, 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 I just love the family circus. I admit it, they make the same joke over and over, but I'm just a sucker for that Moppet's shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> also, the fact that anytime he's on the phone with, like, laughing man. whoever, yeah, the like, ES the, the ES guy, it's just, you just hear him maniacally laughing, and it's yeah. him responding yeah. to it. Oh, okay. I have a joke that I thought was very, another joke that I thought was very funny, which is when they're going to steal the antidote right or not the antidote but they're gonna steal and make it they, they, i don't exactly okay. remember the logic real quick because it's so easy elijah c Skuggs is planning to turn ricky into a new level of ultimate freak that's Which is like evil eight, eight feet tall and, and mind control murder murders all right. the other people for him they decide to break in and change the formula so that it'll turn him into the freak still, but he'll retain his mind. And their logic is now when he does it, you'll become good and you'll save us. So they go, they're, they're sneaking into the lab to get it. And they're like all there, all 12 of them, you know, trying to do this. And they knock a styrofoam cup off of the counter oh, yeah. and then it hits the floor. And then Skuggs is in his living room watching TV and he turns his head and he goes, a styrofoam up. That's yeah. what before taping, I was telling Abe, I think my favorite beat in the movie is those three lines from Randy Quaid that are all like under two words and every line is a punchline and they're so good. And the first one is styrofoam cup because before then they've been making siren noises, yeah. but he happened mm. to turn on a cop show so he doesn't <laughs> notice it's weird. Right. And like someone makes a chainsaw go, but there's a sound that obscures it. And then they do, and he goes, styrofoam cup. <laughs> then they, they're like racing against time to get the sludge out of the machine. And he, uh, the doorknob does that thing in movies where it starts to turn yeah. and you're like, oh, it's turning slowly. They better rush. And it cuts outside and you see that he can't turn the knob because he was eating popcorn. He goes, damn, butter. <laughs> Wipes his hands off. Comes in the door, of course, they get away just in time. Mm. He sees the cup, and he walks up to it and picks it up and looks at it in a beat that I interpret as, this is a clue. Like, now he's going to say, right. I know the freaks have been here. Right. But instead, he just crushes it and says, bad for the, the environment. environment. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is I, I watched this last night, and I just was like, after it finished, I was like, well, that was a fucking thing that I watched. I had very much had that. But now that we're talking about it, I was like, no, you know what? I think once I got past the, like, this is, there's some jokes and things that are very, like, 90s mm-hmm. and, like, not really great. Na- like, the whole misogyny, like, the gross misogyny, oogie boogie, like, it just... The, yeah, the hand like, coming out of the zipper is fucking stupid. And yeah. that was like literally the the first frames of that. And it's the that. start of the movie, especially. So you were going like, why? It put me in like a okay, I, I'm I'm gotta watch this whole thing. But now that we're like going into joke structure, I'm like, yeah, you know what? That was it was a joke dense movie. And I think in retrospect, and maybe I'm just defending my movie because I like it so much. But I do think, not that I also think Ernie sucks. I'm like. And, and the actor actually is pretty charming, but I'm like, Ernie's lines suck. They're really basic yeah. stock, shitty guy, best friend character. Right. He's wearing like uh, like a fishing cap and a red hot chili peppers shirt and then a, a 
plaid vest with the yeah. sleeves ripped off. And you're like, 90s, my man. That's um, what it is. But I do think the idea that his fate is to be fused to with a, a feminist, feminist. And right. then by the end, they respect each other. Makes you at least see like, oh, I see what they were doing. That's with why him. he was so. That's why he was far over the in top. one direction, right. right? And she was so far in the other direction. But you're right. As a result, before they do anything with him, you're just like, this guy fucking sucks. I why li- is I, he Ricky's friend? I literally went like, I don't know <laughs> well, if I'm gonna be able to continue watching oh, I'm sorry. this. No, 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 it's fine. But then <laughs> yeah. once, once it got going and he got fused, because they get fused pretty much pretty the quick. moment they get to the right. freak show. Um, Zyger out 24 you're not supposed to have that stuff well I guess I'm not supposed to have these either holds up high at hotel towels <laughs> or Ramada Inn Ramada Inn yeah. oh god uh, but yeah once I got into it I was like okay that it's not I know what I'm experiencing now yeah. like I know what'd you guys think of the uh, excessive puke scene cause there's a lot of excessive puke scenes in comedy and I think it ranks with them um I think it's funny where He's obviously because it's the two of them yeah. and they both want to puke. He's puking for the both of them. And then there's a point where she's like, I, I can't fuck. I can't. And then they both start throwing up and you're like, oh, that's funny. It's not that she was less like affected than he was. Yeah. It was just that she's he was having nice the physical way. reaction because they're conjoined. And yeah. then as they're both puking, he's like, you know, you're. You're no better roses yourself. And then he says to himself, I wonder if Grant Merlin's three is still casting. Oh, God. But 90s see, joke. But that's the thing, too, is like, it reminded me of A Way Far Thin Mint in Monty Python. Like, it's mm. just so ridiculous. Like, the hose of just, like, spraying <laughs> That's it. what I like about it. Whoever was doing the vomit right. hose, the director was like, turn the force up to unrealistic. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Like, ho- like fire hose of puke. Uh, yeah, just- and that's while they're playing, yeah, Hollywood Squares. Uh, he introduces all the freaks and it's shot like horror shots and hor- and uh, punk music. And then uh, Ricky freaks out and goes, no, no, this is impossible. This is nuts. It's crazy. Besides, it was Linda Blair. And he's like, that's correct. Circle gets the square. Yeah. <laughs> also, Paul Lind is a skeleton. Oh, yeah. He goes, and of course, square. in the center square, Paul Lind is a skeleton, skeleton now. And then I like, uh, uh. Ernie ends up going, call me old fashioned. But I want to go with Paul Lynn. Yeah. And she immediately just He's smacks like, him in the like, face. What? Why yeah. would you do that? Uh. Oh, man. The only... Okay. I was down with all the practical effects. The only thing that that actually kind of took me out of it was Alex Winters. So half of his face is like the gremlin and half of his face is his face. And neither mouth... Moves enough. Moves enough. Yeah. Where you know the majority of his... Dialogue was ADR. Yeah. Because he doesn't, they didn't figure out a way to make the lips yeah. move with his lips. And so that, like, was a little. It's a really beautiful sculpture. Right. But, but it's, it's not just, animatronic at all. It's just yeah. stuck on his, the side of his face. That's and it's also super impressive because that Winter says about this movie that the drool and the spit coming from his is mouth is real. Is real. Yeah, because he couldn't close Ooh, his mouth. Because his mouth is just fused yeah, open. So mm-hmm. anytime he's drooling, he's just Which is fine. often in many shots. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, but practical effect is just like the green ooze that just comes out of... So <laughs> gross. Like the pimples or yeah. whatever. Yeah, he's got one on his just forehead, holes. one on he's his He's just hands. got holes in his head. Ugh. It was so bad. That it's like... Ugh. Well done. Alex Winter got off of Bill and Ted and Bill and Ted 2, and he made his passion project, and it's kind of a movie about like... I hope 
as my fame continues to increase and I become super famous, I don't become this horrible, rich douchebag. But he didn't have to worry because he was never going to become that famous. <laughs> oh, God. This is like the, the line for him. And I think, right. man, Alex Winter deserved a better career based on Freaked Alone, in my opinion. Well, that is an interesting thing to, to not be timid in your career. Like, literally to take a risk that huge because it was his writing, his directing, and he mm-hmm. was starring in it. Like, when you're... I'm, I'm sure most actors, when you come off of a huge film, like Bill and Ted, like, and that's your first big, like, big thing, you're going to want to take roles or do things that are going to continue that. But he was like, fuck it. I'm going to do, make this crazy My movie. My sophomore yeah. thing. Which makes me, like, respect, I, I do respect him. Even though it did kind of hurt, like. It flopped it, hard. It flopped yeah. hard. But so. this is going to bring it back, and now it'll be an eight-part series on Netflix next year. Oh, that would be wonderful. Podcast. Hell yeah. I take uh, that. Wet Hot American Summer style, yeah. Um, uh, the him in when he walks up, uh, and he's just become a freak. Worm comes up to him and he goes, "You look sad. What's wrong, Ricky?" He goes, "Oh, I don't know. Take a wild guess." And Worm goes, "Ah, I know. You see, I too had an eating disorder." disorder yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that joke. I was like, God damn it. God damn it. I mean, it's a well, it's a well-written joke, but I was like, Oh, uh, you come know who on else? Now. Who also kills it in this movie is uh, William Sadler, who plays Dick Bryan, who's the uh, like the head of yeah. yes, who also then played uh, in uh, Bill Bogus and Ted Two, yeah, <clears throat> as Death. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that was the same guy. And he's just so good at like creepy ass smiles. He's, his smile in this is amazing. I laugh multiple times. Just from the fact that he finishes his line and then smiles as quickly as humanly possible. Right. Like his face just always reverts to shitty Shitty, yeah. Uh, Larry Bud Melman, the inspir- the real life inspiration for Hans Molman, is in this film. He's is the he guy the guy goes, with the sign? No, although I love that joke. That's a good joke. There's just, constantly a confused guy with a sign that says, I like Ike in every picket or riot scene. Right. And he eventually gets skewered by it. <laughs> no, he's the old guy with the camera going, What's wrong? You're not ready for a little rough stuff, you potsies? Yeah. He doesn't even have a microphone. He just says, um, quiet, please. And everyone immediately <laughs> Sit just down. sits down like, and listens and, and obeys. Are you going to say what goes right after that? Uh, no. Because yeah. he goes, uh, <coughs> this show is so disturbing. I'm going to have to ask more sensitive members of the audience to leave now. <laughs> and just two sensitive people stand up and look at each other and go like, Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> they, just walk yeah. they don't uh, even talk. They just go. They just go mm. 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 They're wearing khakis and uh, pastels. Yes. Yeah, uh, polo shirts. Yeah. Right. Uh, the joke that was another joke that I was like, oh, fucking gross, but it was funny. It was petting zoo and then heavy petting zoo, and it's just a man on a couch making out with a goat. <laughs> goat. <laughs> and again, the goat is an impressive animatronic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, they get some mileage out of that later when. <clears throat> Ricky goes nuts on all the EES guys and they cut to everyone's reaction including like normal people being horrified a nun because they've established that a nun is there the I like Ike guy and then they just cut to looking on the couch they're both just looking they cut to the goat and the guy making out with the goat turning their heads <laughs> to see what's going on yeah. uh, it's so good which love, means that yeah. man has come back multiple times to make out with that goat because <laughs> right. yeah, that's yeah, like a couple shoots. shows later I love the first time he tries to escape the shack 
he just investigates the perimeter and finds a thing labeled fire exit and he jiggles it and it's locked and he goes, that's against the law. (laughs) After they've all been kidnapped and chained up, he's he's shocked. You can't lock a fire exit. Then later they play Wheel of Fortune. And the whole scene, you're trying to guess what the answer is because it seems like a bunch of random letters. <laughs> and you forget about it because it's a long scene where he fights with his besties. And at the end, he goes, I'm out of here, you crud-sucking puss monkeys. <laughs> the board turns green and that was the answer. <laughs> it was sucking puss monkeys. Oh, my God. That's just a not real phrase. <laughs> so yeah. much in this movie. Like, so much. So joke dense. It's, and, that's, and we haven't even, like, ruined it for you so i still think people should watch it we uh we'll mostly cover favorites like wally and saving private ryan but you know we covered high tension we mm-hmm. like to cover movies that were like we know no one's seen this you should give it a shot <laughs> yeah and i think this is one of those oh my plan was to train sea monkeys to fire guns but your guys's <laughs> plan is much better yeah, yeah. Where they all are just like <laughs> he's like plan. wanting to say his plan and everybody essentially all of the the freaks are like interjecting with like oh you mean like this and this and this and then like they, they formulate the plan they're like great plan where what was your plan yeah. you know, sea monkeys. and as you're saying the es guy love gives the presentation is like no elijah we're gonna take this machine and infect the entire world. Why genetically engineer? We could engineer a master race that we own the copyright on. And that's the final boot falling of like, that's the stakes of this movie. And Elijah leans over and goes like, he's good. And the guy goes, yeah, I know. We got him from Pepsi. <laughs> After he's just been talking about oh, yeah, like, the master right. race and yeah, genetic We got him from Pepsi. Yeah. The, what's his name? The guy who's the head of ES who played Death? Uh, William Sadler. William Sadler. Who, or Dick Bryan is I think the it's Dick character. Bryan. Okay. The Laughing Man is the easiest way for me to remember it. Um, the Laughing Man. There's this whole presentation where the vibe is one of those scenes where upper corporate people are going to do something horrible, but they treat it not horrible because they're all smiling and they're going like, why not make a worker with no butthole and six arms so you have perfect workers? And it cuts to workers who are just <laughs> happy to be there, being like scared. And then it ends, and everyone like smiles and shakes hands like it's a business meeting. And then William Sadler goes, thanks, this has been great. And Bill, if I could just add one thing, those that oppose us will stand knee deep in the blood of their children. <laughs> Can I say one thing? <laughs> Nosy, I never really liked you. Suck my dick. Fair enough. Fair enough. At one point at the the at the end when the guy Nosy comes out at the, on the talk show, like just everybody, including old women, just give them the finger. <laughs> the whole audience are yeah, just like fucking up. So and he's so cheerful. I he know, comes he's out like, like dancing. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> I just love uh, when Elijah realizes he's been double crossed by ES. He breaks a little thing that says break clap. Break glass. <laughs> he says, you double-crossing corporate grease balls. And it says break glass in case of double-crossing corporate <laughs> grease balls. <laughs> and then I got to say, as a kid, this did stick with me. And I was like, the claymation still stands as, oh, I think, yeah. one of the best. Because not all the claymation in this is great. And we recently covered Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. where the sandworm claymation does not hold up. Yeah. And like that shoe, the everything except shoes people, fittingly, they get, get all molded into a giant shoe, and I find that shoe haunting and yeah, disturbing. Yeah, it's very scary. It's got a tongue, like an actual tongue. And you, yeah. and you hear their, like, wails, like the bear from Annihilation. They're, like, yeah. trapped <laughs> in the shoe. 
Yeah, it undulates like the the yeah. surface of the shoe. Yeah, it is very very. That's a great joke. It's <laughs> everything except shoes, and then they. We won't that. spoil it because it's so like I don't know the the ending is so delightful. Yeah, it uh, is. Uh, yeah, we don't. Have but to we say did that say that like by the end everyone's like turned to normal Most a few times. There's Most, some surprises there, and yeah. the, I love that joke about the worm because yeah. they. Macaroon. Yeah, he's just like just because a man doesn't like macaroons. <laughs> so he's he, even though he he doesn't like macaroons, he hates them so much that he won't turn back into a human <laughs> right by eating one. Yeah, Ugh. and like all great films of the era, over credits is a rap that recaps the plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is I did not watch the cra- I literally was like. I have to go to bed now. Like, I was like, I need to unwind. That was a lot to absorb right before I go to bed. And it's only like an hour 20. 20, yeah. It's not, yeah, Yeah. it's not, yeah, not a long movie. Not a long movie at all. So go watch it right now. But it is effective. The plot, like, it's very, like, quickly paced. Not in a way where you feel like it's just... It takes its, it's, yeah, its hurries. Like, yeah, you, it takes it, its time in a hurry. It yeah. takes its time. Say, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Against the law. Yeah, there's two. There's so many jokes that I don't want to ruin that I want to stop there. Uh, thank you guys for watching my favorite comedy movie. Uh, thank oh, yeah. you for exposing me to its craziness. <laughs> to this crazy thing. It's insane. Uh, where are you at online, Katie? Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at K-A Willert. That's K-A-W-I-L-L-E-R-T. Nice. You got an Instagram account between our last recording session and this one. Yeah, I learned. <laughs> I learned to plug my social media. And those are the only two that I really participated, <laughs> I guess. Well, thanks for being here. This has been Frame Rate, the show where we rate frames. Yay! <laughs> Bye, all.